Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast. Amelia is a big fan of second date update, but <laughs> did she ever think she'd be in the position of having a you second date update? Amelia, welcome to the Jeff and Jen morning show. Thank you. Hi. You've been a fan Hi. for how long? I was reading your email. You've been a fan for how long now? Uh, well, I moved here like three years ago, so since I first moved here. Since you got again. here. And did you ever think you would have to use Second Date Update? No, I mean, I hope not. Well, <laughs> hopefully we can make turn this into a positive experience for you. Yes, that would be great. Okay, so tell us about this guy, Luke. Yeah, okay, so I met him on 20th and uh, he's super cute. He has a good job. His profile was really funny. You know, he seemed like a like a good cat. So I was super excited to go out with him. Um, I met him down at the levee at Brio for dinner and drinks, and everything went great. Like it was a really good date. Um, lasted like three hours. We talked about a lot of things. Uh, he told me about his job and how he travels a lot, all the places he's been. And he talked about his family. Um, he was super sweet talking about his mom and his sister. Hmm. I loved that. And I just, I felt like he was sharing a lot. And I haven't met very many men who are that open so early on in a relationship. I really loved that about him. Right. Um, and then, you know, he also asked me a lot of questions about my own life. Mm-hmm. And they weren't superficial, surface questions. And it felt like he was actually trying to get to know me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, yeah, that was really good. And then, you know, at the end of the night, um, he walked me to my car and he gave me a hug. And that was it. Mm. But um, even though he didn't try to kiss me, I thought that it was still a really great date. And I totally thought that he would call um, and then I'd see him again, but he hasn't. And it's been about uh, 10 days now. Mm. Oh, wow. Week and a half. Okay. Yeah. All right. You yeah. said no kiss, just a hug at the car, right? Yes. Okay. Hmm, and he didn't say anything like, talk to you later, see you later. This was a lot of fun. Let's do this again. Yeah, the last thing you remember him saying. Uh, You know, like, yeah, he gave me a hug and... He definitely said it was, like, nice to meet me and something like that. But now, I feel like, when I think back on it, I guess he didn't really say, you know, I'll talk to you soon or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I just felt I felt like it had gone so well. I wasn't even looking for that, you know, because I just thought 
that was kind of a given. But yeah, it was three hours. It's a long time. <laughs> right. It is a long time. I, I'm trying to get a sense of whether or not it was nice meeting you had any finality mm. in the tone. Right. Good yeah. point. Yeah, nothing, nothing, you know, nothing saying he was definitely going to call or definitely going to see me again or anything like that. Okay. Then this is what we'll do. We'll take a break. I'm going to put you on hold. Fritz will get his phone number, and then we will get him on the phone when we come back. Okay. And find out what Luke's deal with Amelia is. Coming up next with Jeff and Jen on Second Date Update here at Q102. (laughs) Amelia has been a big fan of Second Date Update since we started doing it. She probably never thought she'd be in the position of having to use Second Date Update, but here she is. She went out with a guy named Luke that she met on Plenty of Fish. They set up a date where they met at Brio at Newport and the Levee. Actually, I had a great time. They talked about his job. Uh, he travels a lot. Talked about his family. He's very open about his life. Would you say you guys spent like three hours together? It was like a three-hour date. It was amazing. He must have been into her. On some level. For him to have hung out this long. But then when it was over, he walked her to her car. He gave her a hug. Said it was very nice to meet you. That was 10 days ago. Mm-hmm. So. Maybe he had something else come up. That's what I'm kind of leaning. Oh, feeling. something came up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or someone. Yeah. <laughs> right. We're going to call Luke right now and see what's up. Hello? Yes. Is this Luke? This is he. Hi, Luke. It's Jeff and Jen at Q102 Radio. How are you? I'm good. That's <laughs> real good. Good, man. Listen. Is this second date update? Am I on second date update? <laughs> Congratulations. Today is your day. Yes, sir. I was going to try to butter you up and tell you what big fans we are of oh, yours. Oh, my God. This is... Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts hilarious no i listen to you guys all the time you guys aren't even going to believe this but me and my friends we actually joke that one of us is definitely going to end up on second date update (laughs) now i have to ask you you, luke are you trying to get on second date update or did you just think it was a matter of time this is crazy though this is insane we joke about it all the time i never really thought it would happen this is hilarious so do we dare ask who we're calling about do you know I would take a guess and say it's Amelia. It is Amelia. (laughs) Would you like to hear what she said about you? Sure, yeah, I mean, I guess. She said you were very interesting to talk to, loved how much about your life you shared, talking about your mom and your sister and the great questions you asked her and how you really went below the surface. And in her estimation, you guys spent at least three hours together at Brio. And so you can understand why we're, what are we, 10, 11 days later here, she's just trying to figure out why you ghosted. What happened? Yeah, uh, that's really nice. Um, You know, I'm I'm sure she's listening. I know how it works. Uh, Amelia is very cool. She's very nice. 
she's a cute girl. Um, she's I I would say she's just a little on the the rude side, maybe a little clueless, uh, for lack of a better word. Um, rude. Well, here's what happened. So, one of my biggest pet peeves is answering the phone at dinner. Period. I don't do it when I'm out with my friends. It's just a big, big pet peeve of mine. And we're sitting here at Brio, which is a really nice restaurant, and she gets not just a phone call, but a FaceTime call from one of her uh, friends. And she answers it, which, again, uh, is not my thing, but I-, I thought it would be as simple as, like, hey, I'm on a date, and yeah. i call you later. But she's not. She's actually having a conversation with her friend, and she, uh, I mean, she has the speaker turned up uh, really loud. Everybody in the restaurant around us at the, uh, the tables near us is, is in on the, her conversation. Uh, she starts pulling me into the conversation. She wants oh. me to, to meet her friend on the FaceTime. She, she's <laughs> telling her friend what we've been talking about the whole time. Uh, you know, she's saying how great the day is going. I mean, she was having a, a, a girlfriend moment right there in the restaurant. Well, that's uh, interesting. Yeah, it was embarrassing. I mean, at least she's talking about you. I guess I would have been more offended if she was talking about everything under the sun except the fact that she's on a date. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess. But it's like, again, we're at a nice restaurant. You know, we're not at a McDonald's. and You know, we're having dinner. And she's like, oh, my God, meet Luke here. Say hello to my friend. And I'm like, oh, hi, how's it going? (laughs) Oh, the date is going great. Oh, Oh, wonderful. I mean, it's a little little awkward, you know? Sure, but she included you in the conversation. I'm not saying it's cool to be having an open FaceTime conversation in the middle of a restaurant, but at least she included you in the conversation. Sure, I guess. (laughs) I'm trying to put a positive spin on it. How long was she on the phone? It was like five minutes, a good five minutes. I mean, she was having a conversation with her. Oh, my God. He's, like, so exaggerating this whole thing. I was on the phone for, like, 30 seconds. That was it. Sounds like you covered a lot of ground. Yeah. In 30 seconds. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, you can can say, hey, I'm on a date. Hey, here's the person that I'm on the date with in 30 seconds. Like, that doesn't take very long. It was so fast. And it's my best friend, and I haven't talked to her in a really long time. So, yeah, I just answered to be like, hey. And I did tell her I would call her back. I didn't. You you know when FaceTime comes up, it gives you the option to send an automated uh, message of like, hey, I'll call you back later. It sure does. (laughs) Okay, you know what? I, Luke, I have a theory. Oh, God. Here we go okay, with Jeff's theories. Okay. I like that. My theory, <laughs> Luke, is that this call was planned and <gasps> intentional because she wanted the friend to get a yeah. look at you. Mm. That was her sly way of introducing you to her friend so, mm. that, so that you could be assessed. For oh, input. Oh, wow. Jeff. Or even you. worse. Even worse. <laughs> <laughs> even worse. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it was her backup plan. If Me it wasn't too. Going yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, Maybe that might that have been too. it. If it, if it had gone horribly wrong, yeah. there, there had to have been a signal there. Yeah. yeah. A code word. My cat died. I or need your help. Like, Amelia, Come Amelia, me. I need you right now. Come yeah. home. Yeah. And then Luke is like, okay, bye. Gazebo. Gazebo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was oh, the code God. word, Amelia? Wow. No, you know what? It wasn't. It wasn't. I have done that before, but not this time. I didn't think it was going to be necessary with him, and it was not. Well, what did your friend think of Luke? She thought he was really cute. He seemed like a nice guy from the two seconds that she saw him. (laughs) She thought he was the kind of guy that wouldn't wait 10 days to call you back. 
Oh. Right. Mm. Nobody thought that. And I'm just, you know, I'm kind of like wondering, like, Luke, if you were embarrassed, like, why didn't you just say something? I didn't think it was a big deal. I would have gotten off as soon as you said something. You know, I'm aware uh, girls do that. And, you know, like you said, assess dates and all that stuff. And like, but to have that done right in front of me, like, yeah. on the first date, it's just a, it's a big put off. It's uh it's not something I'm, I'm really into. So there's no hope of a second date because of that? Yeah, unfortunately, no. I mean, again, Amelia you, is a great girl. She's really cool. She's very cute. It's just probably just in, uh, we just probably just don't match up. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, if she's going to do it on the first date, do you think she might keep doing it on I'm not dates? saying I wouldn't have been annoyed by it, yeah. but I, I don't know that it would have been a deal breaker for me if I was really um, connecting with her on as many levels as Amelia seems to think that she was with Luke. But yeah, we didn't. We never really got Luke's side of the story outside of the annoying phone mm-hmm. call. Yeah, it's just you know to have it be in front of my face like on the first date. It's a weird, strange thing that puts me off. Those damn millennials! I know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can't right. put their phones down. <laughs> exactly. Okay, Luke, we appreciate you taking our call, and uh, yeah, you can no mark. No problem. My friends are gonna get a real kick out of this. Okay, <laughs> and if we could ever say do a second date update for you, don't hesitate to give us a call back. That's right. I won't, absolutely. All right, buddy. All right, take it easy. Take it easy. Bye, Luke. All right, bye. And Amelia, I'm I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know that the <laughs> FaceTime phone call was the, honestly, between, now that he's gone, <laughs> we got to ask. <laughs> was it planned? Was it a mid-date check-in call? It was. <laughs> you know, it wasn't. It wasn't. But I have done that with her before. So who knows? Maybe she took it upon herself to make it a mid-date check-in I think so, call. because she had to have known you were on the date, right? Yeah. She did. I hadn't like talked to her in a while, but we had been texting. Right. So she knew I was going. No. Hmm. Um, that's kind of unfortunate, because it was a really good connection, I thought, but he seemed yeah. really, really disturbed by that. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He seemed really bothered by it. All yeah. right. Well, I'm sorry it didn't work out this know. time, but listen, we appreciate you being such a big fan of the show and for coming on Second yeah. Date Update. Of course. Stay in touch with us. If we can ever help you out again, don't hesitate to give us a call. Thanks, guys. Yeah, take care. Good luck. Thanks. There you go. You had a great first date, huh? Mm -hmm. And uh, you never heard back from them. But you want to know what's up. We do this service. It's open for everybody. So give us a call. 513-749-2320. Or you can email us. Jeff and Jen at WKRQ.com. 813 with Jeff and Jen. We're going to share some of our our personal memories and stories related to Prince and the impact his music had on our lives coming up straight ahead with Jeff and Jen on Cincinnati's Q102. But first... (laughs) (sighs) Whose idea was that? (sighs) It was mine. You're welcome. These are the sounds that take the the love of God. Whoa. Whew. (sighs) We love you, Prince. Are we still alive? We are. are we? Hi. Hi. Hello. <laughs> We're live on Facebook right now. Jeff and Jen on Q and Two. We have fifty-two viewers. Hi, everybody. Hello, Hello. fifty-two people. Yeah. All right. We just uh, had a little. That was good. Prince dance party to uh, Delirious, one of our yeah favorite Prince songs of all time. Whoa. <laughs> well, that's my workout for the week. Yeah, you think you're good? Right. <laughs> Say we're we going to Zumba. Do- we do not do Zumba. We don't do aerobics. <laughs> we don't do that dance thing now that's popular. I took a walk yesterday, but my heart rate is higher now than it was right. then. Do you want to check it? I have my pulse oh. oximeter over no, here. No, thank you. I have my uh, Fitbit on. Holy mackerel. That was fun. My Fitbit is on. Oh, I do love some prints. Gosh darn it. 
Oh, we're up to 76 viewers. Say hey to everybody. Hi. Hello. Hi, Facebook. I love playing all this Prince music. I just wish it wasn't because... I do, too. Hey, Listen, Joe, I, do, you know? I, uh, I, was, I was thinking back to the first time that Prince... I was late to the party. When did Were you start you? loving Prince? Uh, Purple Rain. I mean, when that movie came out, I was yeah. 14, so I was a freshman in high school. Right. And it was like one of the first R-rated movies that I actually saw. And it was... Oh, God. I just remember... Him, I, there was a feeling in my innards that I had never experienced before. In the loins, watching, okay, watching Prince, right? And it was like, oh god! And I could just remember everywhere we went and everything we did, you know, on the on the bus to a basketball game. Yeah, or, it, it, that Purple Rain soundtrack was playing. He and, was so sexy. I just remember that motorcycle when he would drive away. It was like, oh my goodness. Oh yeah, throw a motorcycle and a guitar into the mix, and he could dance like it. And he had those eyes, you know, just this sexy, just sexy, sexy. Well, he was a little different for me. Prince didn't do a whole lot for my loins, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but it was the summer of 1984, and the Olympics, the Summer Olympics, were being held in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. We went to the Olympics, the whole family. And I remember I brought my boombox to L.A. because I wanted to record on cassette the L.A. radio stations. (laughs) That sounds about right. (laughs) One of the things they get really geeked out about is like radio jingles from other radio stations across the country. So that was the thing I used to collect. And I would record radio stations in different cities. So I would take my boombox everywhere, on the plane, in the car, right? Did you do the same thing? I did. Yeah. So anyway, I'm listening to KKHR. (laughs) We are nerds. So I'm listening to KKHR in uh, Los Angeles, the, the now defunct, it no longer exists, and they played this song. I didn't know who it was. It was the first time I had ever heard it. Mm-hmm. Oh, love it. Yes. Yep. Do you know the whole speech? Yes. I love this yeah, song. Do this thing called life. And I just love the way that it sounded on the radio. Electric word life. That's right. <laughs> wow. That's just, I, I had to look at my phone three times to make sure it wasn't some kind of hoax. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. We, Tim and I were still in the building. and We were in a in a closed door meeting and somebody opened the door and said it. We just kind of stood there. Yeah. Wow. Right. Julie stepped in and was like, really? Prince died. There might have been some swear words in that. We were like, what? Hmm. <sighs> Unreal. I know. It's just hard to believe. Yeah. It just feels like in the past few years we have lost so many Young, incredibly talented artists. Mm-hmm. Hey, 2016, can you cut us a break? <laughs> yeah. Cut us some slack. Yeah. yeah, we're losing musical geniuses at a, at a pretty fast clip these days. Isn't that crazy? I mean, you think about it, When you look at the 80s, you, we've lost Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, and now Prince. Right. David Bowie as well. Mm-hmm. David Bowie was a little bit older. Sure. But... I mean, and to har- in horrible circumstances with Michael and Whitney, I'm hoping that it's not going to turn out to be the same thing with Prince. Yeah, me too. I, I don't like some of the reports that are coming out, but obviously uh, they're worth taking a look at and getting to the bottom of, which is what we're going to do this morning. We're going to break it down. We have the latest on the now ongoing investigation. Did Prince die of an overdose, like some reports are saying? Also, it didn't take long for people to start buying his music on iTunes. And why did he say no to a duet with Michael Jackson? So much to get you caught up on the first E! News of the morning on this special edition of the Jeff and Jen Morning Show. 
rave reviews, and he wasn't showing any signs of being sick. No. No, so that's where the speculation begins. Um, He was found unresponsive in an elevator. Paramedics unable to revive him, pronounced dead less than 25 minutes later. Autopsy is going to be done sometime today. TMZ has a picture of him leaving a pharmacy on Wednesday night. Supposedly it was the fourth time he'd been there this week. Hmm. His people say he'd been suffering from flu-like symptoms for the past few weeks. And last Thursday, he performed a show in Atlanta, but got so sick of the flight home that his private jet had to make an emergency landing, Hmm. which was suspicious on its own because he was only like, uh, I think it was like 28 minutes from home. Oh, really? So it must have been... Bad enough that they felt like they had to do something. Then he was hospitalized and released after just a few hours. I guess the doctors were telling him, begging him to stay. And they're like, you need to stay in the hospital for 24 hours. So his people were like, we'll get him a private room. And they're like, well, we can't. Mm. You know, this is Moline, Illinois. Yeah. This is is not a a, a big place. So, yeah. So that's when he got back on the plane and. And went home. And now TMZ is saying that the plane made an emergency landing because he'd suffered an overdose. An overdose? An overdose. Hmm. And he was rushed to the hospital so doctors could give him a save shot to counteract the effects of an opiate. So, I don't recall him ever struggling with drugs before. He was always anti. He was very anti-drugs. Yeah. Well, and here's where it gets like, okay, here's here's a theory. Um, according to Santa Monica Observer, they have sources saying that Prince actually died of AIDS, that he contracted it back in the 90s, but was on meds to keep it under control. Hmm. He was also a Jehovah's Witness. Supposedly, he was recently convinced to stop taking medications and leave it up to God in prayer. Oh, wow. But people are like kind of going, I don't know about that, because, I mean, he's been a member of the church for almost 20 years. So why would he wait until now Now. to give up medication? Yeah. So there are a lot of theories out there, and we're just going to have to wait and see. Will we find out the autopsy results today, you think, or you think they're going to hold that until the... No, it depends on what they are. I mean, I, I would think if it's something... Depends on what I they mean, find, what's, I Yeah, guess. what's fishy or his people aren't commenting at all about mm-hmm. any of it. I mean, they've completely shut off communication, so they're not going to give us any indication of what it may or may not have been. But, I mean, you take a look at this guy's career. 38 years, 39 albums... Starting in 1978 with For You and ending with Hit and Run Phase 1 and Phase 2, which just came out last year. Incredible. The guy sold more than 100 million albums, nominated for 32 Grammys, won seven, and wow. inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2004. Mm. I don't know if we have um, any audio of the ceremony when he was inducted, because he did a solo on While My Guitar Gently Weeps. Oh, I really? Mean, I, yeah, I think a lot of people really forget what a musician he was. Oh, yeah, was. a guitarist. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he he played every instrument on mm-hmm. the Purple I believe, on the Purple Rain album. Here it is, 2004. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony. And it involved Prince, Tom Petty, Steve Winwood, and Jeff Lynne. And in this song, they're paying tribute to George Harrison with While My Guitar Gently Weeps. And that's Prince. And that's Prince doing a guitar solo right here. Practically set the stage on fire.
Yeah, I would never put Prince, Tom Petty, Steve, Winwood, and Jeff Lynn together, but this really works. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you can't forget his Super Bowl performance either. Oh. You know, a lot of people are saying that was the best Super Bowl of all performance, time performance, uh, halftime performance ever. Remember, it was pouring down rain. A lot of people were sharing that on Facebook yesterday, too, and showing it to their kids. Yeah. Because there's a younger generation of people out there that are, like, kind of know who he is, but I don't think as well as yeah as the, we all do. Right. My know? babysitter that was at the house last night, she's 19, and she's like, I really don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you'll know his music. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know yeah. him, but I don't know him, know him. What's funny about that Super Bowl halftime show, I guess the guy that produced the show said to him, he says, it's raining. Are you Are you going to be okay with that? And he's like... Anyway, you can make it rain harder. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that gave me chills. That's and, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So singing Purple Rain in the Pouring Rain is... Uh, I just remember watching that movie over and over and over again with my sister. We loved it. Hmm. Well, and you can imagine Prince's music was huge yesterday. Just 45 minutes after word got out that he died, he was topping the charts on iTunes. His songs, Purple Rain, Little Red Corvette, and When Doves Cry were number two, number one, two, and three, respectively. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, yeah. Word has it that Prince started writing a memoir called The Beautiful Ones right before his death and got roughly 50 pages done. Apparently, he'd been wanting to to write it for a while, but just recently committed to finally getting it done. Uh, TMZ is claiming that he was doing it because he supposedly knew death was coming. Of course, they don't really have anything to back that up. We're hoping to talk to Dax Holt later from the TMZ newsroom in Hollywood and uh, see what the latest is, what they have. Prince uh, allegedly connected and... uh, uh, involved with a lot of celebrities over the years, including oh, yeah. Kim Basinger, uh, Madonna, Vanity, Sheila E., Carmen Electra, oh, yeah. uh, Susanna Haas from the Bengals. Yeah. You know, he wrote Manic Monday, right? Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. He yes, wrote he did. a lot of songs. He did. I forgot that he realize. wrote Nothing Compares to You oh, by yeah. Sinead O'Connor. Sinead O'Connor. I was right? like, oh my gosh, that, is, that was a Prince song. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know that Kenny Rogers song, You're My Love? Yeah. He wrote that, too. No way. He did. I love that song. Baby, you're my love, and I love nice. everything you do to me. Prince wrote this. You're my love, and I love when you're This is the one song that nobody knows about, because he actually wrote You're My Love for Kenny Rogers under the name Joey Coco. Joey Coco. Yeah. That's funny. That's great. He had a bunch of different aliases. Yeah. Through his writing career. Well, he said no to Michael Jackson once. I guess the song, Bad, that Michael Jackson wrote, he wrote it with the intention of singing it as a duet with Prince, but Prince didn't like the lyrics. He didn't like the opening line, your butt is mine. Oh. And uh, a friend of Prince's once said, quote, Prince was like, oh, Michael wants me to punk out on record. Who does he think I am? Crazy? So, yeah. Oh, wow. Man. All right. Well, we got to take a break. Uh, there is more E! News outside of what's been going on with Prince here in the last 24 hours or so. Did Tiger Woods go to Derek Jeter and Michael Jordan for help with the ladies? Also, Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People. That and the rest of today's E! News is coming up next with Jeff and Jen on Cincinnati's Q102. In the meantime, we'll check traffic. We have a lot to get caught up on. Let's start off with Tiger Woods this morning. Yeah, I I found this amusing. He's always, you know, had an eye for the ladies. 
Let's remember how many of them came out of the woodwork when his big scandal hit. But it sounds like there was a time when he needed a little bit of help picking them up. This is an article from ESPN.com saying the Tiger once went clubbing with Derek Jeter and Michael Jordan. Can you imagine? Uh, yeah. You ran into Derek Jeter clubbing. Was I Tiger sure Woods there? Did. No, Tiger was not there. No. But, uh, oh, it was a beautiful event in my life. Uh, but he asked Derek and Michael, he says, what do you do to talk to girls? <laughs> How do you pick up the ladies? And their, their answer was pretty obvious. They said, go tell them you're Tiger Woods. <laughs> right. <laughs> All you got to do. Do you know who I am? Yeah, this was before Tiger married Elon in uh, 2004. Obviously, by that time, he didn't need any tips on hooking up. But, um, yeah, just go tell him you're Tiger Woods. Hmm. Dude. All right. <laughs> do you know who I am? Could you imagine, though, like you said, being at that club, and all of a sudden you look around, you're Miami Girls Weekend, woohoo, and, and you see three guys. Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, and Derek Jeter? No. I mean, 10 years ago? Oh, forget it. Even now. It would have been game on. <laughs> Even now. I'd be like, hi, Derek. I don't think you have to be uh, on a women's weekend. Every dude that's there, too, is going to be like, oh, my God. <laughs> yes. It's like a sports trifecta right there, too. Yeah. you got to throw your elbows to make your way through all the men to even get to them. Well, Time Magazine revealed its list of the 100 most influential people yesterday. And as usual, there are plenty of celebrities and athletes on it. Uh, they include Charlize Theron. Uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Oscar Isaac from the new Star Wars movies, uh, Melissa McCarthy, Ariana Grande, Kendrick Lamar, Taraji P. Henson, Leonardo DiCaprio, Ronda Rousey, Adele, Nicki Minaj. You know what's fascinating, though? I mean, these are the most influential people in our lives. And out of 100, how many of them are celebrities and how many of them are who are actually doing things to change the world. Right. Yeah, they're right. <laughs> really doing anything substantive other than just making a lot of money. And, and influencing us on what we wear. Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, let me, you know, let me look through the list here. I know Jordan Spieth has got a huge following from people, just you know, not because he's an amazing golfer, but because people really look up he's to his character. Guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, where's the Pope? Uh, yeah, I'm sure the Pope is on. And other people somewhere. like the Pope. See, looking people. for the Pope. Who's that yeah. age 47? Oh, there we go. Yeah, right. There's is he the Pope. influencing people at all? Uh, well, sure. Absolutely. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner is on that. You know, a lot of people would argue that Caitlyn Jenner has had some impact and influence. Donald Trump is on there. Whether whether we like it or don't like it. It, do- it doesn't say if it's positive influence. No, it? it's, it's, it, and it's especially for people who are polarizing. Uh, where you got half the country that are supportive of him and the other half that aren't. As far as presidential candidates go, besides Donald Trump, Bernie Sanders, Hillary, Ted Cruz also made the list. Uh, sorry, John Kasich is not on the list. I don't see John Kasich on this list. Well, Donald Trump is more influential than also Nicki Minaj, who's, who's on the list. You know, right. Unless we're influencing pink hair or... yeah. You know, it's fascinating. Isn't that's it? who that's who's influential, according Booty to Time pants. magazine. That's who we look to. Right. Uh, this could be one of the several reasons why Kelly Ripa is so upset over the whole Michael Strahan departure and how it was handled. Source told People magazine that Good Morning America has tried to get her to jump ship more than once over the years. Oh, really? Yeah. She uh, offer after offer, but she loves the job she has and her loyalty is to her show. So maybe she's like, you know, 
I've stuck around here. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they're like backdooring her. Like, if we can't get you to come over here, guess what? We're going to take your guy away. And then you're forced to have to do something different. Even Regis is like, that was handled poorly. Really? (laughs) I think Jeff (laughs) and I figured it out yesterday. What they're going to do, because we were in here when you guys were in the meeting. We were watching The View. We were in a meeting of our own. (laughs) (laughs) We decided that what we think, or I think, is that they're going to do away with The View and maybe put a show on at 11 featuring Kelly and then extend Good Morning America until... That'd be good. I think like the 11 views, a.m. views run its course. And now they have the talk and the reel and the chew and the everything else. But Is ABC wants something to sort of counter-program Hoda and Kathy yeah, Lee, yeah. and it would involve Kelly Ripa. Right. Is The View an ABC show, or is it, it syndicated? Is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's an ABC-owned show. Mm. Yeah. That's what it, that's, those are our thoughts. You heard it here first. That's right. But uh, like Dak said, this is what TMZ is reporting, that even though she's, she's putting on a bit of a show right now, she's going to be back just because she needs the money. She makes about $15 million a year, but she and her husband both are big spenders. Well, and she's kind of the queen of that show, too. She's not on a show like The View where she has to share the spotlight with other women or Good Morning America where there's like 100 hosts she is the top dog. Even if you pair her with a co-host, she kind of rules the roost there. And mm-hmm. that may be why she didn't want to join Good Morning America. That is your latest e-news for now. We will have more for you coming up after 7 o'clock. And, of course, more on Prince and some of his music as we roll through this Friday, April 22nd of 2016. It's going to be a wet one. Showers, mostly cloudy today, a high of 69 It's 58 at Cincinnati's Q102. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.